You're listening to the Social Selling Simplified Podcast. Stick around if you too are obsessed with learning things that actually work and believe that success leaves clues. We're all about identifying results-producing roadmaps and getting super clear on how to scale and grow your online business. From part-timer to president, social selling expert Ashley Shaw will help you connect the dots and take the guesswork out of what works to grow a social selling empire. It's time to hear from social selling legends, listen in on truthful conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks to reduce the marketing overwhelm so you can build the social selling business of your dreams. If you're ready to go all in, no holding back, and build the business you've always wanted, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, social selling guru, and fitness industry OG, Ashley Shaw. Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking with Sarah Dupre, talking about how to take great photos and videos. Now, this is one of the things that many coaches and reps No matter actually what business that you are in, a lot of people stress about how to take great photos, whether it be for social media or their website or photo shoots. And there are actually some really key things that you can do to make your photos look great, especially when it comes to being confident and natural. And in today's episode, we're going to be breaking that down and really giving you the formula for success so that your photos are scroll stopping. They get people to pay attention and take notice and really take the pressure off. So get a pen and paper ready and get ready to be really, really excited about your next photo shoot after you listen to this episode. Sarah, thank you so much for being here today on Social Selling Simplified. I'm super excited to have you and to be able to pick your brain about all things photography and how to make it an easy breezy process. Cause I know a lot of people can get very tensed up about what that means and how do they, you know, bring that authenticity to their business. So thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley. Yeah, absolutely. So before we jump in, can you tell us a little bit more about your business as a photographer, who you typically work with and what your favorite thing is about photography? Of course. Um, Well, my name is Sarah Dupre. I'm owner of Sarah Dupre Photography. I have been a photographer for the past 10 years. I specialize in commercial and brand photography, and I do have a advertising and marketing background. So a lot of the people that I work with are using their photos for social media, website usage, um, catalogs, any sort of marketing purposes is what they usually use my photos for. Um, and my favorite thing about photography is working with people. I love making people feel beautiful in front of the camera. And it's that moment when you finally get like that shot. That is my favorite part of photography. Love that. I know exactly which one you're talking about (laughs) because I, you know, you've had, I've, I've had shoots before where you're looking through the photos and then you're like, Oh no, 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 that's the one. And it's like the the emotion. (laughs) It's like captured everything like perfectly. Exactly. You click, 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 click. And eventually you just like click magic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. So let's start at the beginning here with how to actually get comfortable behind the camera. I know uh, a lot of us are self-conscious and, you know, we're always very critical. I think we're the hardest critics usually on ourselves. So what things do you recommend for really just kind of getting in the I don't know if the mood is the right word, but getting in the right frame of mind or 
yeah, I guess let's say getting in the mood for, yeah, for knowing like you it. have a shoot coming up or you're going to take your own photos or something like this. Absolutely. So if you're somebody that doesn't feel comfortable in front of the camera, don't feel like you are in the minority. I feel like you are definitely, you have a lot of company with that mindset and some easy fixes to help with that. Uh, would be to give your hands something to do. That is my number one tip because the second somebody, second I point a camera at somebody, the first thing they say to me is, what do I do with my hands? Like they suddenly forget how to use their hands. The second I put a camera in front of them. So (laughs) give your hands something to do. So if you're a woman, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll put on a purse, a hat, products, things like that. So you can hold something, you can give your hands action. And that always helps to make you feel more comfortable in front of the camera. Mm. Um, I am not a big poser myself. Like I don't like to have people like put your chin down and turn Mm. this way a little bit. I, that's not my style. Um, what I like to do is I'd like to have people, if you're going to sit in a chair, I like you to sit comfortably and then from there make little tweaks. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll sit forward, but the biggest thing I can say about posing is a thousand percent, make sure your shoulders are down. Mm. And if you're a lady, good sound. I don't know if I can say this on here, but boobies out. Like you got to stick out your boobies a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Pull down your shoulders and it's not out. It's out and up so that you have your shoulders down. Your neck is nice and long. And then your chin down that give your hands something to do. Mm -hmm. You will feel a thousand times more comfortable in front of the camera, just with those Mm -hmm. two things. Love that. It reminds me of, um, I don't know if it was like Saturday night live or what it was, but, uh, Oh, no, it was something else. It was a movie, but every time he doesn't know what to do with his hands. So his hands keep like coming up like this. I, I oh, don't know. Ricky that. Bobby. It was Talladega yes. Nights. That's what it was. Yes. That's what, that's oh what it reminds gosh. me of every time. Like he's just like, no idea. I've had people close that. So like, what do I do with my hands? What do I do with my hands? <laughs> yeah, how long have you suddenly forgot how to use them? I don't know. Every yeah. time though, you, if you find yourself asking that, you are not the only person. I swear yeah. I hear it more often than not. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's a great point for even recording reels and things like that. I sometimes Absolutely. find I can feel a bit awkward, but mm-hmm. if I have a coffee cup or, you know, mm-hmm. even just like changing up the scene of like taking off my glasses or just yeah. something to like break it up. So it's not the same thing over and over again. It just, it can be really helpful Absolutely. in feeling a little more comfortable. Yes, absolutely. If you give your hands something to do suddenly, it's like you've given yourself this sudden confidence boost. And I'm not quite sure what that is, but your hands are a huge equation in it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so that's good. So how to get a little bit more comfortable that way. Now, when it comes to posing, uh, Mm -hmm. if you are doing a shoot, what are your recommendations around that? Do you have any recommendations around posing? Yeah, um, I mean, again, just giving your hands something to do is a huge one. Uh, Mm -hmm. It depends on if you're going to be seated, standing, um, but always, always just making sure that those shoulders are down, chest is out, chin comes down a little bit, because when you say like stand up straight, the immediate reaction for somebody to do is go like, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I'm tall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yes, pull your shoulders down, pull out your chest and bring down your chin a little bit. And then you're going to kind of move it around and Oh yes. Okay. So another big one is you hear your photographer, click, 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 clicking move. The more you can move, the better it's going to look. So if you're just Mm -hmm. stuck in the same one, like, yeah, yeah, I got this. Yeah. Yeah. This is the shot. Yeah. You got to move around. So that gives you something else for your hands to do too. Like if you're dancing, walking, running, um, twirling a skirt around, like anything Mm -hmm. you can do to provide movement, that's another big thing so that you're not really so much concentrating on 
Mm -hmm. Am I hitting this pose perfectly? And it's more about capturing the emotion perfectly. I even loved the advice. Uh, I have a photographer that uh, told me, okay, like look down, look to the side, look up, Mm -hmm. look, play with your hair. Like just like little, it can be like little movement too. If you're not the dancing, you know, or something like that, like it can just be small movement as well, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Just a little turn of your chin from one place to another. Mm. That's two completely different photos. And you may find, I don't know what my side is and I've been in front of a camera, camera bajillion times, but mm-hmm. like you'll find, Oh, I liked this version of the picture better. I do have a side who knew. Yeah. What about the way that you stand? I've been taught a couple of things about this because you know, normally like if you're just standing, you're kind of standing like straight on, not really thinking about placement of like legs or things like that. So are there any recommendations you have about that or a simple way to understand that? So I read once and it makes a lot of sense to me. If it can bend, it should bend. So, um, (laughs) so you don't want to stand there like a stick, right? So you want to turn your body just a little bit Mm because if you're, if you're full on towards the camera, you're going to seem a little bit wider. Mm -hmm, So if you mm -hmm. turn your shoulders just a little Mm -hmm. bit and you put your weight on your back foot, you're mm-hmm. going to find that you have this beautiful S curve. Mm-hmm. So you don't want things to be, you know, in a box, you mm-hmm. want it to kind of curve and, you know, you want your arms to bend a little bit. You want your legs to bend a little bit. You want your shoulders to be a little bit off. You don't want them to be exactly on. Mm-hmm. You want them turned away. Suddenly you'll find that you'll say, Oh, I lost 15 pounds instantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or even better is, mm. oh my gosh, my curves are working for me because mm. my job as a photographer is not to, not to take away your insecurities, but to help you mm. realize and embrace your natural beauty because, mm. you know, everybody has insecurities. We all do, mm-hmm. but there's so much natural beauty that we all have as well that we tend to overlook in ourselves. Mm-hmm. For sure. The other one that I really like, and I don't know where I'm trying to pinpoint exactly where it came from, but I have something I do in my shoots called the yoga laugh. So you know how they like sometimes photographers or, you you know, you just want a picture where you look happy, but Mm -hmm. it's like this awkward, like mid, like smile, like that you're, it's just like, it doesn't feel very authentic. And I remember doing this type of yoga that is laughter yoga. So you're doing yoga, but what you're doing is like forcing yourself to laugh. And of course, what ends up happening is you are naturally mm-hmm. going to laugh based on I that, right? That's the concept behind laughter yoga. So in photo shoots, what I do is I will do like practice that like laughter yoga, but it's just me. So usually I have to warn the photographer I'm working with, like, this might get awkward. I'm going to laugh really loud. People are probably going to look and that's okay. But mm-hmm. what usually comes out of that are like, the best photos. Cause then I'm just laughing because of their reaction or other people like it just so much more authentic when you can get that to happen. Absolutely. Yes. I lo- like, I'll tell people all the time, like, ha ha ha. And they're like, what? I'm like, just laugh. Like it doesn't have to be real because it's going to turn to be real eventually. Like yeah, even if yeah. you're doing like, ha ha ha, like then other people are going, ha ha ha. And then you're like, ah, ha ha. Yeah. You find yourself eventually really laughing. So, um, if, yeah, if you're feeling uncomfortable in front of the camera, that's another great tip. I love that. Yeah. And even though it, it, the first couple of times always feel like when, you know, I first started doing it, it felt a bit awkward, but mm-hmm. I mean, either way, whether you're hiding that on the inside or it's coming out, it's, mm-hmm. it feels a bit awkward either way. And so we started doing this actually for, um, group photos and stuff like that, like where we all do the yoga laugh. 
Uh-huh. And it just like, I mean, the photos the just turn out amazing. Like just yes. so great. I love that I love little, that. Yes. little tip. Hey coach, I finally have something that I've been dreaming of providing for you. I know that you definitely didn't start this business because you really felt like pestering your friends and family and getting ghosted by everyone. Chasing people down or having to follow up with them is definitely hard work and it can feel so awkward and uncomfortable for everyone involved. But your upline probably told you that this is what successful people do. And they didn't mention to you that unless you're this superstar salesperson right off the bat, you're going to struggle forever if you keep doing it that old school way. 99% of coaches quit because they suddenly declare themselves this expert online and then go back and ask everyone who knew them to just start buying from them when they just started working out last week. And this problem applies to all network marketers, not just coaches. But the 1% that actually succeed have made it because they've caught on to a different system that's been proven to work. And it's just something that nobody really talks about. It's all about taking some simple steps to position yourself as an influencer first. So soon, instead of asking people to talk to you, you'll attract ideal customers who are already excited to learn from you and buy from you. They'll know exactly what you're about and how you can help them. Go to ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline to learn more and see exactly what I'm talking about. You don't have to hunt people down and make them talk to you in order to get your bills paid for the rest of your life. Check out my short book called F what your upline said and get an entirely different approach that will feel much more organic and authentic. That's ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline. I'm so excited for you to start implementing these four simple changes in your business and see how it absolutely transforms how you feel about your business and the results that you're able to get. All right, so let's talk lighting. So lighting can definitely make or break uh, how your photos look. So what are your recommendations or your favorite tools of the trade that you love to use for, uh, for lighting? Yeah. So, I mean, my favorite lighting tool would be a window or an open Mm -hmm. door too. Mm -hmm. So if you're Mm -hmm. standing in front of a big open door, Mm -hmm. amazing lighting, window Mm -hmm. lighting is amazing. Those are the easiest things you can do. If you find you're in a space that you don't have windows or doors, (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh, ring lights are always nice, but if you're going to use a ring light and you find that there's shadow behind you, um, you have to light your wall too. So that's how you get rid of that shadow. Okay. Um, so when you start bringing in that artificial light, you'll start seeing more shadows, things like that, but you just have to combat it with more light. The other thing is with lighting, if you're indoors, try turning off your lights. This is going to sound really weird because the second my husband just did it before we hopped on here, he goes, you want me to turn on the light? I'm like, no, because (laughs) the thing is is that your lights are coming from overhead. So you're going to get shadows in your eyes. Mm. So you have to turn off the lights that are overhead. And not only that, the lights that are on your ceiling are most likely a different color temperature than the lights that are coming through the windows. So mm-hmm. what's coming through the windows and doors is blue. What the lights on your ceiling are, are orange or yellow. Your camera's not sure what color you are anymore. So it's going to come mm-hmm. out kind of weird looking. Gotcha. So ring light, if you can't get that, you know, yeah. window door uh, experience sort of helps for that. Yeah. Well, okay. My- my favorite video light. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to spend a little bit of money, my favorite video light that I can take on the go anywhere, it's just a battery operated one is the ice light. Okay. And it is, um, it's like taking a window with you. Like 
Wow, oh, I need really? to know. Here's one. Yeah. Ice light. That's my favorite one, but ring lights are great. If you have somewhere to plug in. Mm, okay. And ice is I C E. Yes. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to make sure so we can link that in the show notes. Okay. The ice light. Um, <laughs> okay. So then my other question would be about now I know with editing and things like that, you are probably using, you know, like for photo shoots, you're going to be probably using a computer and things like that, but are mm-hmm. there any apps or, you know, different filters or things that are like really that you always go to, or that you really, really like? You know, I use Lightroom, uh, for on my computer and on my phone either way. Um, but my formula for editing, which mm-hmm. I do for 90% of my photos, it works out. I will go in for white balance and I will put auto and I will then go and I will lower my highlights. Yeah. Lower my highlights, raise my shadows, raise my whites, lower my blacks works 99.9% of the time. And if you're in a computer program with Lightroom, I would then, if I wanted to fine tune this a little bit, I would go down into the color area and I would take the saturation where it's broken out into the different colors. And I turn the saturation down just a little bit on the oranges and the reds. And then I'll go and I'll turn my vibrance up a little bit too, all around. And that's literally what I do on almost all of my photos. So I don't use filters, but I do kind of have a system that I kind of have in place for 99.9% of the photos I take. And would you say for social media and things like that, if you have that, like, it's important to have that congruency throughout your photos, like they look similar, would you say, or you know, it depends on who you are, I mm-hmm. would say, wouldn't mm-hmm. you? I mean, um, as a social media expert over here, mm-hmm. um, I feel like mm-hmm. long ago, it did used to be not so, not so long ago, but it used to be very important for everything to look very, very, very similar. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like it's a little more, you can hodgepodge a little, right? Yeah. I mean... I find that uh, with my social media, I have really let that go. I'm all about testing. So I'm always doing different things to see, you know, what things get the most engagement. So I'm, I've gone completely in that other direction, I would say, with, with just with testing. I mean, I have, you know, when you talk about congruency, like I like to use the same fonts and the same colors and things like that for that congruency. Uh, and the mm-hmm. same, I guess, filters, I would say. But uh, yeah, I'm not tied to, you know, in the past, like people were very tied to a design or I have to have mm-hmm. this sort of post on this day. Like I've, all mm-hmm. of that for me is thrown out the window. I just focus on what gets, what is getting engagement and how do I do more of that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that with reels out there now on Instagram, like I think that that picture perfect feed kind of went out the window the second everybody started embracing reels. And now it's kind of, It's a little more chaotic, but if you're, it depends on what your business is and what your brand is, right? Mm -hmm. You just have to kind of stick with what's right for your brand. If you're a personal brand, you can be a little bit all over the place as far as that. If you're a business, I feel like it does have to be very like the second somebody sees that you, they have to know your brand colors, your fonts, Mm -hmm. all of that, because you have to become very recognizable as a brand. So it's different for different people. For sure. And what recommendations would you have around? video and uh, reels and those sort of things with a lot of that emerging? Like, are there any tips or things that you would recommend uh, focusing on for that? Yeah. I mean, if you want to keep your feed looking um, congruent, at least a little bit branded to you, I would definitely recommend that you um, pay close attention to what your cover image is, because that's the first thing people are going to see before they even click on it. Um, And 
make sure that it's something that will draw them in to look at your content as well. And any recommendations when it comes to, are there any tools or any anything that differs from the photography side of things when it comes to video that you would recommend? Like, are the lights different or anything like that? Or does the same just all apply, would you say? Well, yeah, absolutely. I think that when I hang out with other videographers, they put people out in like full sunlight. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you take pictures of that. And they're like, no, this is my light. So um, <laughs> it is very different for the two different styles where um, I think that a lot of times it's funny because in studios, you can use video light to take amazing photos, but you cannot use photo light to take amazing videos because mm-hmm. photo light is going to be flashing. Right. So mm-hmm. what I'm seeing in my camera is so different from what they're seeing on their videos, but with video light, I can get pretty much what they're getting on my camera for what they're getting on their videos. Mm-hmm. Right. Gotcha. But then if you're gotcha. talking about natural light, I'm going to go over to like more shadows. I'm going to need a softer transition from my shadows to my highlights where video is just like, I'm going to put you out in full sunlight and we're going to middle of the day. We're just going to face the sun and we're going to go for it. It's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So there are two different, it's definitely different for the two things. And I think that with video, it tends to, it likes those lighter, brighter things, but you can also get a lot more out of um, lower light situations than you can for photos, because with photos, you're capturing a second, like a snaps, like not even a second, a Mm -hmm. fraction of a second. So it has to have the right lighting for it. And your shutter speed has to be fast enough. So when your shutter speed, I'm going to get all technical here, but the faster your shutter speed goes, the more, the less light you're getting in, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's only open for like a second. Mm -hmm. And the slower your shutter speed goes, the more light you're getting in. Mm -hmm. Video, it doesn't close. So you can be in a lower light situation and still get amazing things. You don't have to bring in the extra light for it. Right. Mm -hmm. So it does like video and photo do have differences, I guess, short story long on that one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So, so when it comes to filming your reels or things like that, like you don't have as many, yeah, as many things you're really worried about, it can really happen any point in time. And when you're outside too, it's, it can be easy to, to, break up the distraction, especially Mm -hmm. on social media. I find like, you know, whether you're, if it's sunny, you have glasses on, like it's kind of easier to work around that way. Whereas photo it's like early in the morning or late at night. (laughs) That's when usually you're taking photos. Would you say as long as it's not full sun, I guess. Yeah. Or shade. Like you can Mm, can definitely do a great photo shoot in the middle of the day. Um, but definitely I think there's less restrictions around, um, video as far as lighting goes. Uh, mm-hmm. but you still can't ignore it. You know, if you just yeah. go, okay, I'm doing video so I can go do whatever I want. Like, no, you still have to pay attention to make sure that the light's mm-hmm. hitting your face. Right. right. Um, otherwise it's still going to look low quality. So mm-hmm. the, the quality yeah. of your light, the way that you're using it is going mm-hmm. to be what takes any photo or video from mm-hmm. amateur to professional really fast. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. And so my last question would be around how do you slow the scroll? And really make sure that your, whether it's photos or videos, like it really helps break up the noise, would you say? Are there any tips that you would have around that? Like how to really take engaging photos? You know, I think that emotion, no matter what I was, I'm sitting there going, oh, bright colors. No, that's not true for everybody though. Um, (laughs) You know, it's, 
it, you stick with your brand, whatever your brand image is and mm-hmm. share emotions. I think emotions tend to stop people in their tracks more mm-hmm. so than that picture. Perfect sort of mm-hmm. photo, you know, mm-hmm. I think storytelling yeah. with imagery and capturing emotions is probably mm-hmm. the way that you're going to stop the scroll a lot faster than, mm-hmm. um, than anything else. Got it. Yeah. I love that. Cause it's like, it would explain the difference why maybe a certain selfie <laughs> would not stop the scroll as much as like something else that tells a little bit more of a story. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I believe that to be true. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, there are plenty of very good looking people out there that could probably stop the stroll, scroll with a simple selfie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, they had to put a whole lot of thought into their look before they did that. I mean, full on, you know, makeup and the hair and the outfit and the jewelry and that nobody has the time to do that every day, you know? <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. Just sharing mm-hmm. honest emotions, much easier way to go about that. Totally makes sense. Awesome. So Sarah, where can uh, people learn more about you, find you and, and sort of track you down? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Instagram is probably the best place to find me at sarahd.photos. And, uh, or you can go to sarahd.photos, uh, sarahdphotos.com. Sorry. Um, if you want to check out my website and see some of my work. Awesome. And you're in the California area. Outside of, did you say outside of LA and San Diego? I'm like right smack dab in the middle of San Diego and LA. So I shoot there a lot, both of those areas. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for being here today and answering all the questions for us. I super, super appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ashley. It was so great speaking with you. Yes, you too. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.